Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Saints and Thugs, uh, where my name is Rondell Eskridge, and with my wife, Tanae. Say what's up, Tanae. Hello. <laughs> she got a pretty princess, princess voice on today. Yes. Uh, where we will be talking about love, life, wisdom, uh, kids, school, you name it. We want to talk about it, give our perspective on it. Um, if you have... Um, any questions or anything you want us to answer or address, um, just leave it in the comments and we will be sure to um, to throw it out there. It may not be this show, but we may throw it out there next show. Um, so just uh, um, anything you want to hear, anything you want us to talk about, just throw it out there. Nay, you got anything? Listen, make sure your questions are educated because I don't have time for no silliness, okay? Don't be on here asking me about your baby daddy. No, ask about your baby daddy. No, please ask. No, ask anything. We get questions like this all the time. Some of them are outrageous, but please ask. Yeah, we think we have a very unique life perspective. I like to call it a heavenly South Central worldview. Hilarious. And so, um, touched by God from the middle of the hood, know a little bit about everything. Hilarious. Anywho, uh, we usually start off with kind of like a would you rather. So last week we talked about... Is you want Brodlyhood or Crustaceans? This week we want to see what your favorite show is. So, would you take Fresh Prince or Martin? You can't have both. You got to have one or the other. Fresh Prince or Martin? Or if you don't watch either one of those, kill may- yourself. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Don't do that. Maybe you are a Seinfeld or The Office. Like, you got to choose one or the other. Now, I'm going to go with Fresh Prince, off top, hands down. Fresh Prince, best show all time. Um, Definitely, if it ain't in your top five, I'm side-eyeing you. Got to be top five. Definitely, Martin. Let me tell you right now. Because the characters on Martin are literally (laughs) the best. Literally today in 2019, Pam and Gina still hot like fire. Bruh man from the fifth low. Wait. Come uh, on. Okay, they they hot, but literally Will Smith is still doing his thing right now. Like, so I mean they are and they hot. not doing their thing? No, they are doing their thing, but I don't know if they as big as is Will right now. Like that's So first of all, we're talking about the shows, not where they are right okay. now. Okay. Well you just said they still hot right now. I'm just now. telling you, but those characters are still relevant. Okay, I Ain't see nobody what you're Listen, if you ask anybody in eighth grade wait, under who was the on, fresh wait, prince, wait, they don't know. Who who hotter than a girl using the fresh prince line? Come on. 
corn balls. Patrick, I know you hollered at a girl using the Fresh Prince line. <laughs> exactly. Fellas with no... Uh, listen, I noticed you noticing me, so I had to put you on notice that I noticed you too. And I'm considering letting you be with me. Now, give me your number before I want to know more. Like, come on. Everybody had to use that at one point in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody know. Definitely All I'm saying is, Martin not. is my second. You know what I mean? Martin was fire as well. All I'm saying is, I feel like Fresh Prince was all around greatness. I mean, it had the whole father aspect. Then you had the kid coming from the hood. You know what I mean? And they taking him in, but he take all of his authenticity and he bring it into that world. You know what I mean? Then, I mean, when you look at Carlton, people hated Carlton at the beginning. And then the next thing you know, there was no show without Carlton. Like, you loved him by the end. Like, you was looking for Carlton by the end of it. I feel like just... But that's how it was on Martin. We all hated Jerome Rome. No, we loved Jerome Rome. But by the end, we all loved Jerome no, Rome. No. I mean, is this a character no, analysis Jer comparison? Listen, listen, if you black, you know a Jerome Rome. So Jerome Rome was familiar to everybody. Listen, like, it's <laughs> not if you black, if you poe, you know a Jerome Rome. You're up in the trailer park of the project. Definitely, you know a Jerome Rome. You know a Jerome Rome. Right. Rome. So he was loved. Carlton, like like Carlton was somebody like you would you would be on his head if you knew him. But after a while, once you got to know him and understood that First of all, everybody has an uncle who has a job, but we don't know that this uncle got money. He always has money. He gives the best birthday gifts, the best graduation gifts, but we don't know what he does for employment. Listen, okay, I'll give you that one. You know, everybody Every, loved Tommy. Everybody right. having Tommy. I, I feel you. like Martin was far more real in regards to where black people no, were in that uh, time. Okay, okay. Nobody had a rich uncle that lived in Beverly Hills. Nobody but no, the Fresh Prince. Okay, it may not have been Beverly Hills. It might have been Ladera or, or something like that. But... Everybody knows what it feels like to I mean to want to be rescued or to want to or or to want to be in a better situation. Not only that, I felt like like the scene where where Will's dad finally pops up. Like I don't fair. I don't know like a, a a a black dude and maybe even a dude in general that just did not empathize with that scene. Like you know what I mean? And not only that, let's talk about acting. Will Smith killed that. Like if, uh, if that was a powerful scene. Yeah, like like there are no scenes like that on Martin. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, don't you go telling those lies over the air like that. No scenes like that on Martin. Which one? When Martin's mom tried to get on Gina <laughs> for not knowing how to cook. Today, that is that's not real the same life thing. marriage. Listen, okay, first that's of all, real. That is marriage. She yeah, came that, in there talking about her you, biscuits was butter better biscuit. than her biscuits. <laughs> Come on, every woman who is married know they mother-in-law try to tell them that they biscuits is better than they biscuits. Okay. It's real life. I'll, it's I'll, real in these streets. I will take that, okay? Listen, the only part about Fresh Prince that kind of really got me was when they changed the moms. Like, you went from, like, this authentic, like, black mom that, you know what I'm saying, she ready to fight over Will and everybody else. And then when they changed the route, it was like this conservative lady who, like, you know, wouldn't get angry, had no attitude. And I don't even know if she was as talented. Like, y'all remember when Aunt Viv had took the little ballet class? Yep. I was like, yo, like, <laughs> like she is a professional. Mm -hmm. So that, that part kind of threw me Wait off. Wait a minute. If you're going to talk about mama's dancing, remember that scene in Martin where his mama danced? No. Neither do I, but no, I'm I don't sure there's one. Just say no, I, I don't bet you, I bet you no. if you YouTube it, you no. can find a scene no. where Martin's mama danced. No. Now, she ain't danced like listen, I'm this. Listen. She may not have danced like Fre I'm this. Fresh but Prince she tackled some real issues. Like, remember when uh, when Carlton and Will pledged and they tried to play Carlton for, you know what I'm saying? Because he didn't come up in the same culture. He was black, 
but he didn't have the same type of cultural identity, and he did everything they wanted him to do, and they tried to put him out. Remember how Will stood up for him? Like, I felt like the messages were coming across clear. Like, you know what I mean? Even though Carlton didn't come from our culture, you still had to stand up for him because he was authentically black. Okay, well then what about Cole? <laughs> Cole is dumb. Like, I, I mean, everybody, but you, everybody got, got a dumb friend. Everybody got a <laughs> who just do some dumb stuff. It's true. If you gonna compare characters and you gonna talk about Cole? It's true. Let me tell you, Cole loved his mama and he loved Big Shirley. <laughs> listen, everybody right. knows somebody in the neighborhood that's loyal to their mama. You right. And Big Shirley. You right. Listen, I I'm not mad at Cole because everybody knows a Cole. I know a Cole right now. I'm not gonna say their name, but. Uh, <laughs> I know a Cole but too. the equivalent to Cole would be Jazz. Come on now, yeah. Okay, like, okay. Listen, everybody got a Jazz on their team. Like, I mean, remember when when uh, Carlton and Will wouldn't stay at Jazz's apartment, and uh, uh, remember Carlton became like a hardcore thug, like criminal. But it was only to prove to Will that he could live the life that that he wanted to live. The way Carlton played that part, it let you know that he was black. Like we we needed to see that, you know That's what I mean? That's the thing. There were see, this, and this is where the shows are different because we wasn't sure if Carlton was black. We know that every character on Martin was black. No, what? Okay, uh, oh no, no. Uh, what was the dude? The white dude used to sing. Don't you know no good? No. Don't you know no good? Listen, I don't remember his name, but not every character was was black. And the dude that worked at the at the uh, uh, the radio show, um, um, the engineer. Sean. Sean was black. See, no. you're making black about a color. <laughs> black is not about a color. It's about a no, feeling. No, no. Sean was black. No. Sean was very, very yeah, light-skinned. Yeah, Bob for marketing. Right. Listen. He was very, very light-skinned. Listen, y'all let us know what y'all what y'all think. Y'all, I'm, I'm going with Fresh Prince all day. Or Fresh Prince. Every day. Um, they deal with bullying. They deal with drugs. You talk, talk we're talking about, about the quality of entertainment. You getting real deep. It's, it's entertainment deep. and they educate no. you at the same if time. If you want to laugh until your stomach hurts Do, and you got a migraine, you go and watch Martin. Come on now. Literally. Y'all vote. Y'all let us know. I'm usually right about this, so I, I'm pretty confident that uh, it's going to be that. If you watched uh, um, Seinfeld, um, I, I caught a couple episodes. It wasn't really. I my, love Seinfeld. Wasn't really my cup of tea, but The Office for sure. I'll take that. I love the dry comedy. Um, I, I thought the show was brilliant. The problem why he didn't like Seinfeld is Seinfeld. You gotta you gotta re- have read a book or two. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's disrespectful. Seinfeld requires a Shots big fired. A wow. bit of intellect no. to understand the comedy. No, absolutely not. First of all, I've read a book or two. Okay. Seinfeld was okay, but no, I, I felt like I had to. That con- show like, was brilliant. Kramer, come on. Come on, Michael Scott. Come, come on. on, come on, Creed. Come on, <laughs> it's like you, you got to be kidding me, right? And it, you got to understand, like there was one episode where Creed, where uh, um, the police come into the office and and they're searching for drugs, right? Because and, and it's all because of Michael. And so <laughs> when Creed finds out or he looks over and realizes they're searching for drugs, he literally turns into like this nervous wreck. Like he's moving around. But if you don't watch the show, you don't understand that Creed is literally the weirdest guy on earth. And But it's it's very subtle. Like I love the subtle comedy, like the, the little innuendos that they create. Now you won't know it unless you watch the show, but I feel like Creed is just funny and he doesn't have to say anything. She's silent. Chirp. 
She said, "She's a hater." Listen, my mama told me it's she's better for to, to for them to hater. thank you with food and open your mouth and prove it right. I'm hater. not gonna argue with it. She's a hater. I'll take. Trust it. me. If I'll you haven't it. seen Seinfeld, watch it. And, and I'm gonna tell you, watch it with your grandma. If you haven't seen The Office, watch it. Watch the Super Bowl episode. Um, that might might literally that'll take you further than you need to go. I guarantee you'll watch the whole season after you see that one episode. Meanwhile, as you see, we like to highlight our differences and uniqueness. Our unique qualities on this show. True we call story. it Saints and Thugs because although we are very different, we have um, the same purpose. Uh, we just have a different ways about achieving that purpose or achieving our goals. True. And so while he likes uh, Martin and Fresh Prince, <laughs> no, <while> he likes, <laughs> I love um, them both. Well, he likes Fresh Prince and I like Martin. We both love comedies. We love to to laugh. We love the arts. Um, and we love television. In fact, when we got married, our wedding theme was uh, cinematic presentations. And True. we highlighted our favorite movie of all time, Coming to America. True. That's number um, one. Top yes, five. Yes, yes, sure. definitely. I, 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 let's talk about that, too. Like, three of, the, I think, the top five funniest movies are done by Eddie Murphy. Like, you can agree or disagree. Legally Blonde. See that right there? That mm -hmm. that's the that's Valencia talking right there. Valencia's I'm, a beautiful place. We're not gonna Southern hold California. that against her. I can't believe she just said that. But three of the top five, Eddie Murphy got. You got Coming to America. You got um, the Clumps. Yeah, you got the Clumps. I was going with Harlem Nights though. Um, you shot me in my pinky toe. And I was going with Life. Like three, I you gotta put those three in the in the top five funniest movies all time. Eddie Murphy was a genius. Um, and, and this I, is where we differ because the okay, definitely coming to America. Mm -hmm. Um, what is this? Was it stupid and stupid? What was the movie? Dumb and Dumber. D Dumb and Dumber. You can't even remember the name. I mean, it was matter. an amazing movie, but nope. you can't yeah, even remember the name. I'm not that great with titles. Uh, okay. Dumb and Dumber. Okay. And y'all see, this is disrespectful. Uh, so we got Dumb and Dumber and Legally Blonde. Mm, she just lost her black card. Top it's three. Gone. I can never lose my black card. It's, ah, it's gone. Never. Uh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> anyway, we do have our differences and our opinions differ and on serious subjects as well, but we always find this healthy balance. So last time we were here, uh, we had a couple of people leave some questions that they wanted us to answer. Um, and one of them was, should a woman propose? I'll say it again. Should a woman propose? Like, are you against that today? What do you think? I mean, should a woman propose is like saying, should a woman sitting in a car with a man get a flat tire? She gets out and changes it. Ooh. Ooh. Should she propose? Or like, Ooh. Wait, oh, you know what? Let me, let me bring this up because it's like one of my pet peeves. Like, when I pull up to the gas station and... You know, like you sit there, you pumping your gas, right? And you see a dude pull up with a girl. He on the passenger side. She driving. And she hop out. She go pay. Then she pump the gas. And he just like on his phone on social media. I be like, man, are you kidding me right now? Like, I be it's wanting terrible. to say something to her. Like, you're not going to have him pump the At least pump the gas? He just going to sit there on social media now. Now, granted, the dude could be hurt. Maybe, you know, he's handicapped. I don't know. But for, for most times, I don't think that's the case. I just no. think that she's taking whatever he's giving her. Like, it's, that's crazy to me. 
No, I think in most cases he's just a special kind of stupid. Or or she is. Like, I mean, not like that. Because here is the thing. Here is the thing is that there are so many things that are ambiguous in our culture, which are perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Um, in our house, I usually don't take the trash out, but there are occasions when I do because Rondell works a, more, a traditional schedule. Most times or I take it out. Or just going to nag me until it happens. It doesn't matter as long as it gets done. Mm. The trash gets taken out, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when it comes to things that are, there are some things that are not ambiguous. There are some things that one gender does that it just, uh, shivery is, is, is not dead. It's alive and well. Mm. And it never looks good if a woman is pumping stinky no, gas pills, and your man is sitting in a car in the air conditioner on a hot day. Like, it man. just doesn't look right. That's it crazy. doesn't look right to the children, doesn't look right to the community, and it shouldn't feel right. Right. The problem is, is that women are okay with it because they're so bent on being independent and doing their own thing. I can do plenty of my own things, but I don't want to pay my own bills. I don't want to pump my own <laughs> gas. And um, I do want to be on your insurance policy. You hear that? Did y'all hear that? That's now, what I want. <laughs> those are my goals in life. You know, I, those are my goals. Well, you know what? And I'm not mad at them because if my daughter says something like that, I'm like, absolutely right. Listen, you... You know what I mean? You don't pump your gas, right? And if you find a guy that's that's willing to take care of you himself, your kids, and what have you, and puts you on his insurance policy, then I will gladly hand you over to him. But I do think that the narrative of independence, like, it, it like, starts to go overboard to where you don't even want to help yourself anymore. Like, you don't even want anybody to help you, which is going to benefit you. It's almost like, let me just do it myself. Like, you got one leg broke. And you got a crutch, but you still want to carry your own luggage and open your own door. It's like, ah, you're doing too much right now. So anyway, I forgot how we got on that. Uh, oh, should a woman propose? Um, I don't think so. Now, I think that... She should hint. She, if you feel like y'all been dating for a while, it's time. You can hint till the sun comes home. There, That's the same thing we do when we see a guy out. How, do, how does a guy know that he can approach us, mm. you know, and ask for our phone number or court us or whatever the case may be? It's because yeah. we smile, we laugh, yeah. we throw in our hair, yeah. we shimmy in a little bit. We saying, yeah. bro, I'm here, I'm interested. The same thing with marriage. You start dropping marriage hints, yeah. but you don't put on no knee pad, take a knee, and ask a brother <laughs> to marry you. You don't do that. Right, and I'm not that guy. Like if 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 you like a girl, if I like a girl, I'm not gonna go talk to her if I don't think that she likes me. Like if she don't give me no hints, no signs, I'm not the dude that's gonna convince you to be with me. So if you don't give me no hints and no signs, I'm not about to approach you. Now I have friends who could literally they are masterminds at changing a woman's mind. Like they ain't thinking about them and they will figure out a way to get all of their attention on them. But that's not me. If I don't get no hints. I'm not doing it. So when me and today were, were dating, she started hinting at marriage, which lets me know that it's okay for me to start preparing for that and to start, at, you know, to get ready to ask. But when I see a dude propose and he hasn't asked those questions and she hasn't hinted at it and they do it like publicly, like at a stadium and the woman is like, no, I'm like, wait, you, she didn't hint at it. You didn't have a conversation. Like, how did you get to a point to where you proposed and you absolutely didn't know that she was going to say yes? Listen, I don't know because that's a special kind of stupid too. But here's another <laughs> thing: is how do you how do you how do you make how do you hint? How do you let a man know that you're interested in marriage? First of all, if you're not dating, you can't let him know you're interested in marriage. You gotta so you at know least dating, be dating. How I, do you know you're dating? Okay, we kind of we went over this. Time with yeah, we kind of went over this last week. If the only time you see him is after eight or after nine at, in his bedroom, you are not dating. You mm-hmm. are doing it. 
and that is different. There's a difference between doing it and dating. Okay, so with like social media now, right? You got like you know all these websites where you can find a spouse and and what mm-hmm. have you. What about that part? Like now you have people flying to other cities to meet. Because then that's dating. Dating dating requires investment. If I'm getting on a plane, paying a ticket, and I'm flying to see you, oh, we dating. Now, wait, hold if on. If I get there and what? it go good, no, we together. On, a, hold on. There's another dilemma to that. Now, I know some dudes that will fly to another state just to smash. That, like, that was let, before let, the economy went let, to the way like, it is. I know that some, was before. <laughs> nope. I that know was some before. Dudes. You ain't I, got no I, money to take a flight. Nope. I know some dudes that will do it. Literally. Now, and if and, and, and a woman's mistake, that's an honest mistake. If he get on a <laughs> flight and buy you a dinner and you let him, that's an honest mistake. No, Nowadays, no, he wants you to cook him no. food, drive it to his house, smash, and Listen, then drive yourself back you home. You know what? And that's another bar. Listen, don't give no man no marriage perks if he ain't married to you. Like, whenever we comfortable, we comfortable. We don't want to change, right? So once, once you set... The atmosphere, what it is, we don't want the atmosphere to change, right? So it's like once you move in, like that's what it is. And once you move in with a person, it's very hard to get him now into marriage, especially if you feel like things are going good because he may be a little superstitious. Like, well, shoot, if we get married, all of this might change, right? And and we've seen that happen plenty of times. But what I am saying about this this guy that's traveling to come and see you, you don't know whether or not he's just traveling because he's been talking to you and looking at you for so long and he just and he been daydreaming about the first time he can touch you and he willing to take a flight to do it especially if you live in a desirable city like if you got somebody flying from Montana to Santa Monica California he not just thinking about you. He like, man, I've been wanting to go to L.A. for a minute anyway. So, it, like, it ain't just you he thinking about. Not only that, sometimes he want to meet your friends, too. Like, I hate to throw this out here, fellas. Um, I hate to, uh, um, you know, give away <laughs> these nuggets. But You can see all the men in this, in this studio <laughs> space right now. They nervous. They like, bro, don't, bro. And the other part is this, though. He may not fly out there just so that he can smash or you know what I mean? Like that may not be his goal. He may be going to see, you know, where this could lead. But what I have seen happen is that you actually, he does fly out there. You meet him. And the first time you meet him, that is what y'all do. The first thing y'all do is have sex. And then all of a sudden, like my homegirl comes to me, like he ain't been calling me. He seems completely uninterested. I don't hear from him as much. Like, he be ignoring me. And I'm like, man, it's very hard for a guy to keep focused after he's he's seen or gotten all of you. Like, and you know, that's a very real reality. I think people try to, like, like I think I've seen women kind of, like, muscle their way around that thought. Like, well, I don't need that anyway. Well, I just got it from him. And it's like, no, it's affecting you far different than it's affecting him. Like, he did it. He's moved on with his life. He's went back to work. He's done his thing. And me and you are having this conversation about this guy that ain't thinking about you because he received the the that intimacy or that sex far different than you received it. So there's there's that part as well. Like, if you if he's flying out there to see you, I think the best thing you can do 
is not give it to them. Right. A good a good card game. Bring out that Monopoly. Something. Pop out that Monopoly. Take Connect them to see four. your friends. You know. Sorry. Play sorry with them. Hang, like, Just hang keep saying out. it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, bro. Like, yeah. Sorry. Hang out. And Something. Listen, and you have to be realistic with yourself as a woman. It, it, it is something very satisfying about giving a man your body. Like, it just feels right. And there's nothing wrong with you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because I believe that that's the way we were created. We do. Uh, giving, it, giving it away is special. It's unique. But you have to realize that it also has value. You mm-hmm. don't just give away a good product. You know what I mean? My mama, grandma passed it down to my mama. My mama passed it down to me. She expects me to pass it down to my kids. Mm-hmm. You keep things like that in the family. And you should cherish yourself in that in that context. And so, you know, this whole concept of like, oh, no, it's whatever. It's not that serious. It is that serious. Because mm-hmm. when you give away pieces of something, you leave yourself fragmented. So you're never whole. So Come if Tom, on. Shaquan. Say that one more time. You're, <laughs> yeah. mm. Thank you, boo. I'm going to take up a love, a love offering after this. <laughs> Give me my cash app. Um, <laughs> give you my Venmo. Listen, is you leave yourself fragmented because you're a whole person. When you were created, you were created a whole woman. You look at yourself. You a whole lot of goodness, a whole lot of curves and twists and turns. But when you're giving yourself away to everybody, you're literally, Man. that's just it, giving yourself away. You leave yourself fragmented and broken. And so that when that one person who you really decide deserves you, you're giving them half a person or a fragmented person. And I'm not saying that it's easy because I'm a woman. And I know that if a man shows the right amount of interest or he's any kind of half decent, it is completely normal to want to give him the best part of you. But that's mm-hmm. when you have to be you have to be mature enough to say, like, the best part of me deserves marriage. The best part of me deserves a ring and insurance policy. I tell people, <laughs> I don't mind getting super freaky for insurance policy. She when Randell came home and I signed that insurance policy, policy. I changed. I came up, became a woman. Listen, I I can't. Just, I mean, if he died tomorrow, to God be the glory. I'm just, I'll just. <laughs> don't y'all listen to that? She would go crazy if I died tomorrow. Literally, on my have, way to the Bahamas. We have these, we have these conversations all the time. Literally, it's like I don't know what I would do without you, especially since she's emotional and she's pregnant. I just want you to come home now. Come home. I miss that is you. So true. And then when I get it's there, because I don't want to get out of bed and get nothing. I was like, then when <laughs> I get there, she go to sleep. I'm like, well, why did I come home? I could have went to the golf course. Like, I I just came home because you said you wanted me to come home. When I get there, she's like, I'm tired. I think I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, okay, fine. My mom is calling me right now. I'm like, Tito, <laughs> anywho. Um, it is definitely true when you find the right one, or you put if you see yourself as an investment in. Um, you put yourself in the right place to grow, and my husband was the right place for me to grow. He does bring a great amount of peace and joy to my life. And it was really interesting about that is that I have mad daddy issues. Like, could write a whole book about it. Free, forget a book, a series about having daddy issues. And I have found so much peace, resolving, healing in my marriage. And so, you know, over time, we've been married five years, or next month it'll be five years. So it's taken quite a bit of time to get there. But so many holes and things that I've needed, I found resolved and healing inside of my marriage. Mm. So it's definitely important that you put that investment in the right person because it makes you better. If it's the wrong person, I, it possibly could make you worse or add to your your already um, pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. But if you find the right person, baby, you get better. And and so we, we agree that. I don't think that a man should propose. I just think that men are chasers, I think, naturally. And I think that we are growing up in a time where where, where boys are now being taught not to be the chasers, too. And, it, and it's so it's like it, it seems so unnatural. Like even when I'm talking to some of the boys, young boys that I'm in, like mentoring or, or when you have a conversation, with them, they're like, no, nah, she better come talk to me. And I'm like, dang, that's what it is right now. Like the the boys want to be approached by the girls. 
And it's almost something that you begin to see and you almost embarrassed by it because the girls are willing to approach the boy, right? They're willing to like almost court him and date him. And, and when he come home, you know, he feel like, well, if she don't call me. I ain't calling her. And I'm like, the only way that's going to change, I think, is if women start to up their standards a little bit, right? And, and the culture says, like, we were talking about this in, in one of the groups I'm a part of. Shout out to Kings. We were talking about if, like, if chivalry is dead. Like, do women even want chivalry anymore? And I think that, I think that they do. I just think that it looks a little bit different in today's time. So it's, it's everything's a learned behavior. Everything is a learned behavior. The the idea that you just became who you are by accident is is pure ignorance. Everything you do, say, think has been conditioned. You've been taught rather consciously, subconsciously by society, by your parents. Mm. And so, as a woman, as a black woman, I was conditioned and bred to be able to take care of myself. A man was an accessory or a luxury. I did not need or have to have him. Now, did my mom sit me down and say that? Absolutely not. My mom's mm -hmm. a good Christian woman. She would never do that. But the reality <laughs> is, is my mother raised me by herself, and she did that successfully. I went to private school. I had mm. things. I had privilege as a black girl in this country. And so because of that, it subconsciously taught me mommy did this by herself. Right. And so if we were to have a dad, it'd be nice. But without him, it hasn't taken away from my quality of life. Right. I watched my aunt do it. I watched my grandmama do it. I watched many women do it. So what that taught me early in my marriage was that Rondell was a luxury. I didn't have to have him. And so when we found ourselves in conflict and challenges, my mindset would be like, you know what I mean? I've lived without luxury before, but maturing and having more information and on you understand that that's not true. Right. That's absolutely not true. It's, it's not a luxury. What it does is you build each other. And so as a woman, it's always like, you know, we need men. We're desperate for men. And we know that that's not necessarily true, but we do anything to keep them. But you have to sometimes reteach yourself what you learned wrong. Mm. And so we learned these things wrong and it wasn't intentionally, but you have to be willing. And it's hard. I mean, I, I didn't have I, I was I grew up in a home where my mom was like, you ain't you don't buy a man a cup of water. If he's right. thirsty, he'll drink out the hose. <laughs> so I didn't have that challenge, but I definitely understood. Um, I definitely understood it because I'm a woman and I have friends in an environment where mm -hmm. you're like, well, I really just want to go out to eat. And he hasn't asked me. Mm -hmm. I have it. It ain't going to kill me to pay for our food. So I'm just going to take us out to dinner. And so the reality is it's not taken out of her pocket. She does have it. It's not a big issue. But what it does is it sets a tone in the relationship it for who is doing, who is going to be the pursuer. Right. And the reality is, is what women understand is that we're not weaker, but we right. are fragile. You think it's harmless. And it's dangerous, detrimental, it's, it's dangerous. because the reality is it's in his he has a nature and you have a nature and his nature will always be. I and mean, we see it. Everybody knows men have egos. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we find. Like you got to be he got to be the biggest, the baddest right. and the strongest. We know that. And so when we do things as much as because he don't because a lot of men don't have money, they can take you out to eat. So they do be trying to kick it at the park for six and seven months. And you like, I'm trying to go for a meal. <laughs> but the reality is is, is, is if he's wise, he'll he'll learn to creatively date you. He'll pack a sandwich. You'll go to the beach. He'll do whatever he has to do. But you also have to consider this, that if a man is looking to be a husband, he's going to prepare for that. And sometimes that may take him years but he's preparing if, if he's not ready if he's not ready and you're trying to make him ready it's going to be a disaster like it, it honestly it if he can't take you out like he, if he literally cannot take you out and and this may be cultural or societal like this may be contingent on if you live in los angeles versus living in wyoming but if you live in los angeles and he cannot take you out because he doesn't have it He's not ready to date you. Like you gotta let it go. 
And you got to let him grow as a man. You got to let him get mm. to that point. He just dropped like, bombs. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want to be with you. But he does not have the capacity to give you the energy you need as a woman for him to take care of you, for him to prefer you, for him to love you. Like, he does not have it. And if you try to make him have it, I guarantee you, you'll end up in a relationship that's going to be full of uh of struggles and trials and and different things that you didn't intend on running into and those things will be the things that break you up or it'll make you kind of you kind of have like this this Bobby and Whitney type of look like every time you come around people going to be like man they always going through something huge or you know what I mean or, or something like that so don't try to make him ready if he ain't ready then let him be let him grow by himself don't don't try to make him into who you want him to be yeah you can't you can't Shout out to Patrick. What up, y'all? <laughs> what are the danger zones in dating? For example, how do you know someone is taking advantage of you if he's going in the direction of being a stalker and if he is insisting that he would kill himself if he can't be with you? Hmm. Listen, that right there, that's crazy. What is it? Crazy? Deranged. Deranged. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, <laughs> if he's going in that direction... You got to let them go. Like, phone a friend, uh, you know, uh, uh, cut off all ties, whatever you got to do. Tanae had her friends take down my license plate. The first date we went on, I didn't even know it. But they came outside to meet me like they was just going to meet me. Like, hey, nice to meet you. Right? And they taking pictures of my license plate just in case she don't come Shout out. Shout out, Shamika and Vera. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were smart about it. And I think that as a woman, you know, it, I mean, it sucks. We live in a time where as a woman, you are teaching them how to hold their keys in their hand a certain way when they're walking down a dark street or in a parking lot. Right? Because you're vulnerable. You know what I mean? We just seen that on a video where uh, um, a cop um, was 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 kind of orchestrating a fender bender. And this black dude was irate about his car being hit. And so, so much so that the lady who hit his car, he tried to snatch her purse and run. And the lady officer who was a white officer, and you know what the history of white officers and black men has been, the lady officer tased him before he can get away. And when the tase went, I mean, wore off, he was trying to attack the officer, and she could have shot and killed him. Like in this situation, it probably would have would have been warranted for her to shoot and kill him because he was about to attack her. And she called for backup, and this black officer hops out of the car like super nonchalant. He's like, "Sir, get on the ground." He doesn't move. He just tases him. Tases him. He falls. He's like, "Turn over." The guy turns over, puts his hands behind his back, like nothing. And I think that he was taking advantage of her as a woman. I think because he saw a woman cop, he thought that he could just muscle her. And so when the dude showed up, when I say he completely digressed. Complied. Complied, like literally, you know what I mean? And so I think that women are, uh, there's a certain level of vulnerability when you are by yourself. So if this guy is starting to tell you stuff like he'll kill himself, like call the proper, the number that says, you know, my friend is suicidal. Um, to see how serious he is about that. Like, I would call that number and say, hey, my friend just said he'll kill himself if yeah. I am if I leave him and have them contact him because that's you, not okay. And you have to address, you know, and I don't know where you are in the dynamic because every situation is different, but you can't save anybody. Like, there's only one man in history who's ever known for saving people, and we ain't him. And mm. so we don't save. 
So if he is in that condition, the best yeah. thing you could do for him is get him the proper help. And then if, if it's something that's, and you have to be honest with yourself as a woman. And listen, I'm a woman, so I try to and keep it real with myself. There's sometimes things that are appealing about a man seeming needy. We like to fix things. It's in our nature. We like to fix. We like to help. But you can only do so much to a certain degree. You want to help things that can be fixed. You don't want to help things that are perpetually falling apart or, you know, or mental illness. That's why we have licensed, educated therapists, psychologists, counselors, because these people are skilled in this area right. to do this. So if you have to say, is, is am I, you know, is, am I subconsciously holding on to this person because it validates me to feel wanted or to feel needed? That's another big thing of being a woman. We naturally want to feel wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to. That's why we date men that are trifling as hell because we're willing to take the few days out of the week where they make us feel wanted or needed Don't because it, it always out, outweighs the times where they make us feel like trash. Man. And that's a true need, but you can't allow that need to run your life. Right. You can't allow that need to run your life. And when you do, we all know, we've all seen Snap, we all got Lifetime, and we always we know how that ends. Mm-hmm. It never ends well. So you have to identify his issue and then also the issue within yourself. You have to consistently, as a woman reevaluate I'm in my, I'm pregnant so all I'm thinking about is what does it mean to be a mother how how does my my role change as a wife and serving my husband supporting him and helping him as well as raising our child um, in my job in my career as a writer as a radio host as a personality all these different things that are happening you and that's okay you're supposed to constantly mm-hmm. be evolving uh, I, a, a little bit ago I lost one of my great friends um she passed but she was just about a year out of all of her kids going to college Mm-hmm. And so the conversation for a whole year with her and her husband was the, for the first time in my life because she got married, had her first baby at 19. So married all of her 19, 20, 30. She's 40, 41 at this point for the first time in her life in 20 years, 30 years. There's nobody in her house. She's not a mom. She's not a big sister. She's literally just her and her husband. So she had to reinvent herself. What does she like to do again? What does she like to eat? Yeah. She's not cooking for the family. So you're constantly reinventing yourself. When I was single with my roommates, I was, you know, doing my sex in the city, doing my living single. When I met Rondell, I was trying to get my Mary Poppins on. That didn't last but a year or so. So now Mary I'm trying to Poppins. find my, my perfect blend. Wow. But you're constantly reinventing yourself and identifying your strengths and your weaknesses only make you better. Right. You know? So, so with that, you know, if he's going in the stalker zone, like, don't entertain that. You know, no. call the number, get some professional help. Um, call Daquan but, and Pookie, your cousin, to know. Don't try to save him by you just being there and being there and being there. You're going to end up abused yourself. And I think that men, there are certain men, like, if they're good for you, they have a certain amount of self pride as well. You know what I mean? So, if you're telling me that you don't want to be with me, it doesn't make me want to harm me. And if it does, then he's just not mentally stable. You know what I mean? Now, if a guy wants to harm you because <laughs> because you don't want to be with him, he's not mentally stable either. But that's still a little different than want, me wanting to harm myself. Anywho, with that said, um, what we did want to get into um, was <laughs> was the topic of, like, should you choose a spouse based on love or um, to build, right? Should it be like a business transaction or um, or something like that, or should it just be solely I love him, he loved me, and we just going to be with each other? Is that the best decision? What do you think today? Listen, I don't care what they told you. It's business. <laughs> love is for love is for, love before is, she and before she continues, let me say that I love is for rich disagree. white people. <laughs> I, I I completely disagree. Um, and so go ahead. And these are these are subjects that we disagree on because they constantly. can get divorced and pay their millions and trillions and keep going with their best lives. Listen, love is a business for women. Don't be out here marrying nobody because you love them, girl. 
Emotion, uh, emotions are fleeting and crazy and deceitful, okay? Don't you marry nobody because you love them. You marry because he's a good candidate for the job, okay? Decide what your future is and then see if he lives up to that. When I met my husband, I thought he was good looking. I was attracted to him. He was intelligent. You know, I like athletic build, you know, his hands and thighs and calves. I'm a calf woman was right. All those things was working. He was intellectual. I liked his knowledge of history. I liked his book collection. I enjoyed his relationship with his mother and his family. I loved him, but I was not head over heels. I was in my my mid-20s, and I was doing a whole lot of thinking and, and figuring out this being head over heels thing with people. And it seems like every time somebody head over heels, they do something real stupid. And so I didn't want to be in a relationship that was based on me feeling, feeling good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that was logical. Did I love him when I married him? Of course I loved him. But you know when you love somebody and you stupid sprung, it's way different. I did not get stupid sprung until after we were married and I seen him inside the marriage. And the man he was to me, the man he is in our community, the man he is to our friends and our family, that is what I became stupid sprung over. But initially, it was a good business move. He was educated. He had plans. He was morally sound. Um, I liked his relationship with his friends. We, I loved his religious values. That was what was important. I knew everything else would fall in. And so love love is for children, children and rich not, white people. Okay, so let me chime in because that's not true. So I think that I believe that for a woman, I think that she can come from that point of view. Like if, if a woman does not marry for love, like absolute love, I think that is less dangerous. But I think that for a man, I think that he needs to love the woman that he's with. And I think because, I think because he can quickly lose interest. And women outnumber men like 10 to 4 um, mm-hmm. in a sense. And, and, and women tend to desire men who are already with somebody. So when you do Don't get married or even when you're single, like women are still throwing themselves at you constantly. Now, it's not to say that dudes aren't constantly hollering at married women. But it don't happen as often. Like, when I see a married woman, it don't make me say, let me go talk to her. Like, most dudes are kind of deterred by it. But women aren't deterred by that in in a lot of different ways. So I would say that for a guy, you should love her. Like, if you don't love her, it's dangerous for you and for her. If she doesn't love you, I think that she will grow to love you. She will grow to um, to depend on you. She will grow to um, um, prefer you. But if you don't love her, you will treat her like nothing like i see it all the time where a guy has no interest in his spouse like he don't care about um taking care of her he don't care about working for her he don't care about uh cultivating and building her up or or none of those things he just with her like it's just a a business deal and if you get with a dude based on a business deal then that's exactly how he's going to compartmentalize you like dudes can compartmentalize every situation in their life and if they compartmentalize you it's like look the bills are paid. All right, I come home most of the time, and um, and I treat you better than the other dudes out here. And the reality is, is that it ain't that hard to treat a woman good when the standard is so low, especially in L.A. Like in L.A., if you over thirty, got all your teeth, and you work, um, you were like in the you know you in the top percentile. And you don't really have to have any standards in L.A. You can look like the good guy, right? If you dress nice um, and you can speak properly, then a woman will say, I found me a winner. And dudes know this. So now you kind of got this bad dude disguised in nice clothes and in proper lingo. And he can get away with anything just because he talks a certain way when really he's not about nothing. 
and he don't really love you, and he never he never really did. But he likes the feeling of uh, of being seen as a good guy. And I've seen this happen with plenty of my homegirls. Like a dude works out, he go to church, he treats his mama okay, and he got a regular job. And but meanwhile, he's just knocking them down. Because to every girl he runs into in L.A., he seems like the catch. And he know that this is his M.O. Like, he's just putting this on. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think? No, I, I mean, L.A. is a catastrophe. Tumultuous. It's terrible around here. But I, I definitely agree. I told there is no buts ends or ends about it. Like, that's definitely in L.A. The, the morals are bad. But, I mean, I don't think it's L.A. It's probably all over the country. We just live in L.A. And so this is what's relevant to us. Right. I think when a woman when a woman understand, understands that it's better for her to marry because he's a better choice. For example, um, my grandmother always taught me, you marry the man that loves you, not the man you love. And mm. because as a woman in marriage, there's a lot that happens where, you know, people are like, I'm not just going to be a stay-at-home wife or I'm not. Listen, shout out to the stay-at-home's moms because it's, it's a hard work. But to the moms who work stay-at-home, because sometimes they do both. They work and they still make sure they kills, their kids get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's hot or cold. They still attend every soccer game. They still coaching. They still tutor and they're doing all these things. But you have to respect the man to do that. Mm-hmm. Love is like, love is the type of thing where you lay in bed all day waiting for him to come home. But respect is you get up, wash the clothes, fold them, make sure it's done because he's been at work all day. So mm. when he comes home, you know that his life is better if his house is in order. Mm. So respect goes a long way from a female perspective because there, we do we do we wear many hats. So we wear many many hats. When I get when I when I became a wife, I didn't stop being my mom's daughter or my sister's sister. So we wear many we wear many hats, and I'm going to be my children's mother. And and um and you and you trying to figure out what type of person you building with. Like, That's true. You know what I mean? There are certain things that that about that person that will completely embarrass you in public. You know what I mean? And these things are oh, important. Oh man, let me tell y'all. Talk <laughs> about <laughs> embarrassing. I don't know if my Aunt Bev is my Aunt Bev is logged on. So we were. Um, I had a book signing in New York this, was this not week. So I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, born and raised, 302. And we stopped down um, to see my three. aunt. 310. And so we stopped down to see my aunt, my uh, my great aunt Bev. And so whenever we come in town, she cooks for us. She love, 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 love her. And so we were at the house. It was my cousin Kia, my little cousin Cortland, who um, you just gonna name everybody. Yeah, hey y'all. And so we're all at the house. She, my aunt cooks breakfast. If you're from the East Coast, we love scrapple and cream chip beef. So my aunt cooks my favorites, and Rondell's enjoying them. Yeah, and. I was raised in a family that is very particular on etiquette, like table manners, things like that. Like, we all little hood, but we know how to eat. We use the right fork, spoon type of thing. We was, too. My husband takes the fork, dips it in a jelly, and then dips it in the butter, y'all. So now the jelly is in the butter. No, Then he the goes back the and put the butter in the, in the jelly. I looked over at my aunt and my cousin. They literally were hyperventilating. So I said, oh, my God. And this is why you need to know who you marry. Because this right here <laughs> might have been a deal breaker five years ago. I would have been like this uncircumcised Philistine. Oh, so wait. Okay. And and this is a dynamic of marriage that, that you, like, almost can't be prepared for. But it, it speaks to so many things. So this is it. So while she that's going through her mind, what's going through my mind is this. I am a guest at someone's home. And I was raised, you don't just walk around people's houses and open up stuff and grab stuff out of the drawers. You let them bring it to you. I'm a guest, right? The other part is that you don't be a burden on people, too. If they are feeding you, you let them give you give you what they're going to give you. You be grateful for it, right? Um, you don't put any pressure on them to do anything extra. So that's what that's how I've been raised as well with, with that Meanwhile, type of Meanwhile, you destroy their so, jelly and butter? So this is the thing. 
if they had a problem with jelly and butter using the same knife, then in my mind, they would have put down, put out both knives. They would have said, okay, this one's for the jelly and this one's for the butter. And I would have responded accordingly. But since they put one knife out, I thought it was completely okay. They put the butter and the jelly right next to each other and put one knife right there. So you clean off your so, knife before you dip again. No, but, but, and this is a sign of marriage, everybody. While I'm processing one way, she's processing a totally different way. Neither yep. one of our ways are processing of processing are wrong, but we don't know that that's happening at the same time. Right. And what we realize is with, with certain marital decisions, this same thing is happening. We're both processing from the, the nature in which we grew up or the culture in which we were taught, right? And that's not necessarily making us an enemy of each other, but we need to process those things together so that next time when I go over our house, I know to wipe it off so I don't offend anybody. Sorry, and, I'm Beth. And to do the, right, <laughs> do the right thing. And now that we're about to have a child, we're we're now talking about these things, and we understand that when we have a child, we got a plan, and and the, and our purpose is the same. Now, how that comes about, we we working on it. But one thing we know is that if we have a boy, we're raising him to be someone else's father and wife. Husband. I mean, husband. Sorry, father and husband. He will not be nobody's wife. <laughs> right, definitely not. Um, so that's that's our goal. We know that we're not raising him so he, he can cater to us. Right. We're not he's not my him man. He's so not he my can best take friend. Care of us later. He is not no. right. None of those things. Our goal is we've seen enough trifling Negroes out here to understand if you're not deliberate to not raise another man that's dependent on another woman or a hustler or a swindler. No, we are raising him for someone else. And if we have a daughter, we understand that we are raising a mother and a wife. Yes. And with and all the skills that are needed in 2020 and on to make you successful is that these are the things that we're committed to learning about. Yes. For our children, for their sake. So again, your son is not your man. He is somebody else's husband. So please raise him to be such. And your we believe daughter in husbands. is not your best friend. She is somebody else's wife and mother. Please raise her to be such. And so with that in mind, my kids will not double dip with a fork. They will know <laughs> if it's a jelly fork. You use yes, it for the jelly. Yes, will. You will not. <laughs> you will not. But look, y'all, that's the end of our show. That's Tanae and Rondell. This is Saints and Thugs. We're here every other Monday at 9 a.m. Please follow us on Instagram at Saints and Thugs. We're trying to get our follows up. Follow us on Facebook. If you love this, please share it on your page. Share it with your friends. Tell them to tune send in. Send it to your aunts. Send comments and questions. Send it to a potential boo. If, you don't, if you're having a hard time talking about the hard stuff we love to talk about it finances for you finances sex what's acceptable what's not acceptable in-laws is your mama my mama is your mama your mama let's discuss those <laughs> things any questions you may have we love to answer them um again facebook instagram like Saints us and on Thugs. facebook like definitely. us all that good stuff all that good stuff so we'll check at y'all or holler back monday after next Shout out to Christina and uh, J. Patrick Wise, our producers. Christina's away from us. She's not in the studio. Patrick yeah. is with us. We yeah. love you. You're the best. Yes. Brush your teeth.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.